You're listening to the Law Careers Net podcast, a monthly podcast designed to give you everything you need to know about becoming a lawyer. Hello and welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast. We're excited to bring you a new podcast episode on a topic that lots of you have been asking about. That's the bar course all students must take as part of their journey to become a barrister. I spoke to Danny, or Danny the Barrister, as she's known on Instagram and YouTube, who is also an LCN vlogger, and we chatted about what the bar course entails, how she's finding it so far, why she was so attracted to a career at the bar in the first place, and her tips for successful pupillage applications. Danny also kindly shares her advice on securing a scholarship to fund your studies, so that you can find out what you need to do to follow in her footsteps. We hope you enjoy. So, hi, Daddy. So great to have you on the Law Quiz Net podcast. Finally, we're so excited that you're here. Would you like to start by kind of introducing yourself and perhaps giving some kind of brief background to your career journey as well? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I love Law Careers content. I always have. Um, so yes, my name is Danny, aka Danny the Barrister on Instagram alone. Uh, so before I am. Um, before we go on into what we're going to do today, I've had quite a long journey to the bar. I kind of started when I was quite young, around 14, 15 years old. I was really eager and used to go to law lectures at universities <laughs> as a really young face. And yeah, since then, I've just pursued the bar quite, quite normally, did the GDL route, which is kind of the normal route now and right now I'm at the point where I'm just weeks away from finishing the bar course so yeah it's been a long but great journey so far so that's a brief history about my career so far. <laughs> great um, and you know aside from the fact that you were going to law lectures as a child <laughs> what was it about pursuing a career at the bar that appealed to you? Generally I think it grew over time the things that attracted me I think at first as a young kid everyone says yes you know I love the advocacy I love the speaking element I've always been a speaker and a talker my friends can attest to that um, but um, I think over time it began to creep up that the, the bar offers an independence that no other career um, really offered me being self-employed is like a major thing that I learned that I really enjoyed. I've been a gymnastics coach for quite a while now, and that's been the self-employed role. And although that does have a similar, you know, vibe in terms of it being advocacy-based at teaching, but I found that the bar offered me that like self-employed independence in a career that allowed me to explore you know, topics and interests that were just expansive. You know, being a coach isn't doesn't offer the same variety of issues that I would be tackling when I'm at the bar. So I think those two aspects, being self-employed and having just a vast breadth of knowledge in even if it's just one in one specific area just attracted me to the bar. And and did you ever consider this list route? Because we always hear from students, especially kind of at the beginning of their career journey, that they're not sure which route they want to go. So I'd be interested to hear you know, it sounds like you had a very kind of keen direction you wanted to go in, but did you ever think about doing this solicitor route? Of course. And I think anyone that's pursuing a career in law in the UK should consider whether they want to do the solicitor route. So yeah, I did consider it. It didn't attract me as much 
mainly because of the lack of independence, you know, having jobs where it was contracted in for a certain amount of time. I didn't enjoy it as much and I didn't think I felt like I had the freedom to progress in my career in the ways that I would have liked to. So, um, yeah, it's something I definitely considered, but I just found that from just my experiences. And I think that's what most people should do. Just look at their experiences and think, has that worked out for me before? How did I feel when I was in that predicament? Do I feel like I can go into life in that same fashion and the answer those to those questions for me was no so the bar it was <laughs> I think that's a really good point as well that kind of um, independence versus teamwork that's a really good summary because if obviously if you become a solicitor you'll be working in a team so you have to be kind of really into working in a team and that sort of thing but a barrister as you said is self-employed and in independent so if you do have that independent streak it's great that you can see that career and you know that's what you want to do Yeah, entirely. And I think as well, you know, the bar does also rely on you working in a team in some aspects as well. But yeah, definitely is mainly independent. So it's whether one can handle that or enjoys that more than the other, I think is the question that I ask myself anyway. So. And you said you're coming towards the end of your bar course. I'd be interested to hear how you found that and what you've kind of learned and maybe just kind of a short summary of, of what the bar course covers for people who don't know. So first to tackle how I found it, incredibly enlightening, incredibly challenging, but it's, and a lot of the people on the bar course I'm on right now with, they have also said that it's the first time they really felt like, right, this is the right path for me. I think by that time, you really realise that you're finally on a course that's tailored to actually what you want to do for the rest of your life. So it's been fulfilling in that nature. It's been a really quick process of learning quickly (laughs) so you don't have a long time to learn completely different new skills things like opinion writing something that you would never normally have done prior to the bar course having to learn how to do it in a couple of weeks before you get examined on it is it's quite a feat but um again part of the journey so I'd say I've enjoyed every aspect of it but it has been extremely challenging coming from a non-law background and converting how have you found that that kind of technical legal knowledge you've had to probably quite I know you would have picked up in your GDL but did you ever feel like you were behind your kind of peers who had done a law degree no I think I felt like everyone is in the same boat when they come to the bar course in the sense that yes you have to rely on an, a basic understanding of the law but you're here to learn more about procedure and how to be an advocate. So yes, I think because I took a year out after I did the GD as well, I ha- I do have to take a bit more time to refresh my memory on the law. But I found that people that didn't do the GDL still have to do the same thing anyway, because maybe this is something they covered in their first year. So I felt like everyone was in the same boat. So I didn't feel like I was behind in that sense. Um, And I also think it's important to rely on your friends and tutors and be like, right, guys, what do you think about this issue? Let's talk about it. Let's try and work together on these cases that we get. Because again, it is independent, but you can rely on people to help you out throughout. So I haven't felt behind because I think everyone's felt the same throughout the course it's it's tricky but it's definitely doable and what are your tips for surviving the bar course do you have any great study tips (laughs) yes I think the first is to going to the bar course running do not wait to rest into a a style of learning and and studying 
figure out exactly how you want to tackle the work. For example, go onto YouTube and watch people that have done this before and how they tackled it. Speak to mentors about how they tackled the bar course and take that information in and start (laughs) running. I'd say really make sure you look after your mental health by doing things like eating, sleeping and socialising. Keeping those things have meant that I have gotten to this point where I feel okay, even though it's in exam period to come and do podcasts and things like that. So yeah, I'd say those are the two big things to hit the ground running. And yes, in a nutshell, just look after your well-being. That's really good advice. Thank you. And I wanted to speak to you as well because you um, secured a scholarship to fund your bar course, which is really, really great. And I know that a lot of students have questions about how that works. So perhaps you could kind of explain how that came about and what students need to know about applying for scholarships. Yeah, so when I first applied, I had no clue what the whole thing entailed. Um, right down to, I didn't know that we would do an interview. <laughs> so I had to do a lot of Googling to find out what it was about. I did ask my mentor at the time if there was money available, because I didn't even know that scholarships were a thing I could get. So it, it was at first something really new and fresh, and I didn't really know that much about. So I went into it really blind, but I did my research. So I knew that I did it through Inner Temple and I knew that they interviewed everyone and I wanted to have that opportunity to speak face to face to someone and like sell my case essentially. I knew amount of, the amount of money that they had and looking at the possibility of a scholarship in that sense. So there was factors that I looked at before I applied to decide what, who I wanted to apply for and, and why. So that's the first thing I did to figure that out. Uh, and the interview process was really nice. It was really calm for me. Um, Yes, there were times where um, it was unexpected, of course, because I did not know what it was going to entail. But I think it's just about going in, knowing what you want to sell and selling it and keeping that at the forefront of your mind. So that's what I did. And I was, yes, lucky enough to get a scholarship after that. And could you just explain a little bit more about the process of applying for scholarships? How does that work? Yes. So it does depend on the in, if you're applying through an in, the in that you apply for, because that's the route that I went down. So there's always a paper application. Uh, So there's a paper shift. And that follows the same similar process and structure as a personal statement. So setting out why you want to be a barrister and what qualities you have. After that, again, dependent on where you've applied. So in a temple, they always interview. So you go in and do an interview and they normally do have two phases to the interview. So one would be a case review of some sort. So you got, you've got, you're given time to read for a case, get an understanding of what it's about. And I would say in that time, also form an opinion on what the case you've just read as well so you have that part of the interview then you'll have the interview in front of the panel where they'll again just ask you questions alongside alongside what you've said in your cv and personal statement type thing and in your interview you could be given like a situational test um i was given like three minutes to do an argument for and against for example so that's also something to prepare for so the interview i think is the main part where most people don't know really what goes on and uh, this this information is online but i think it's also always useful to have it 
on podcasts and things like that for people that may, might not be able to find and access this information. So yeah, that's the, the structure of the interview. And after that, you just find out whether you get the scholarship or not, if you're lucky to or not. It is a really um, tough process. And I, I just felt extremely lucky that I were to get one. But I was always of the opinion that if I didn't get it that year, I would wait and do it again <laughs> and try again. Because, you know, if you want it and you, you want to pursue the bar and you need that support you you know you you make time for it so yeah that's the that's the structure of the interview process and would you recommend to other students who are kind of worried about the cost of the bar course that this is something that anyone and everyone should be applying to yes I think that's a disadvantage I guess of pursuing the bar it is very expensive and there are limited options in where to gain money from but I think it is just important to 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 explore as many options as you can so yeah a scholarship is something that I definitely think people should try and get and really reapply the years that you need to apply um to get that Uh, but yeah I think that's just the reality that most people are aware of at the bar it's very expensive to get educated but there are some options available Great. And we've also on Law Careers that we've got a page about financing bar courses and some other options. So I'll definitely link that in the podcast description for people. I think we've got lots of info about scholarships as well. So, And now a short message from our podcast sponsor, the University of Law. What really sets a University of Law apart from other universities is their belief that students should learn in a realistic, professional and contemporary context. They focus exclusively on practice-based training and give students access to their career service and jobs vacancy database as soon as they accept a place on a course. Through the pro bono programme, law students can hone their skills by working on real cases before they graduate. Find out more about studying at the University of Law with the link in the podcast description. Great. Um, I wanted to talk a bit about your kind of tips about pursuing a career at the bar and work experience and skills. And, you know, that's a big old, big old question there. Yes. I'm sure you've, you've learned quite a lot as you've gone along this career path. So perhaps just some beginner tips would be really useful for someone who's just starting out. You know, what should they know and what skills should they start developing? Someone starting out, I think, be very clear. I think that goes back to one of your first questions to me. Is this the route for me? Do I want to be a barrister or do I want to be a solicitor? I think that should be the first question that one asks themselves by weighing up the things that I've spoken about before, by looking at your own experiences, at your own personality. What's the route for me? Once that's been decided, I think it's then about, okay, what skills does a solicitor or a barrister have? Right. Okay. So most of the time as a barrister, you need to be confident or comfortable at least with public speaking you have to have a certain understanding that yes you would learn a lot about procedure um, and it'd be your responsibility to kind of be a, a specialist in the area that you may want to go into so having that understanding okay what skills do I need to get what experience do I need to get given those skills that I'm expected to have so I think those are the first steps I think someone does just as a beginner should look into what way do I want to go? Okay, if it is that way, what do I need to get into my little CV, my little CV bag, I call it, <laughs> to show that, yes, okay, I'm, I'm ready to have this as my career. That's such good advice as well, because I think um, self-awareness is so key when pursuing a legal career. And I really like, you know, the first thing you need to do is say, 
which type of lawyer do I want to be and, and why? And what skills do I have that will make me a successful lawyer, you know, whether that's a solicitor or a barrister, that's then going to guide you because you can develop the skills that you don't have. You can develop the skills that you do have, put it in your CV bag. I love that. Um, it's a really good way of kind of matching up you with the career that you want. And that's how you can show to, you know, employers, whether that's a chamber or a solicitor firm, that this is the right career for you because you've actually done that research into yourself first, which is something we talk about a lot. So glad to <laughs> see you echoing that. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's, it is so much about being genuinely ready to do that career. I think a lot of people, um, we do, we do get quite bogged down in this journey by the prospect of just getting pupillage or just getting the grades. But it's like, but we're here to really develop ourselves into a career that could possibly be forever. Mm-hmm. Most people want it to be forever. So you want to be comfortable and confident that no I actually have the skills to do this and I think for as a beginner it's just about starting to hone that in over time yeah you actually have to kind of know what it is before you know what you that you want to do it if that makes exactly, sense exactly <laughs> you are in the middle of applying for pupillage yes. um which is a very obviously key stage um in to become a barrister so perhaps you could share some kind of tips that you've learned and your process for applying to chambers for pupillage at the moment yeah so I'm my first time applying so I'm a fresh a fresh one in that respect so I can only go off what I've been advised by um, lots of my mentors and such I think it's so important to have a structure on how you're going to tackle it so first figure out where you want to apply and why you want to apply so what area of law you want to go into and explore what chambers offer that area of law I think that's the first step and have a spreadsheet I I believe in spreadsheets wholeheartedly. I I use Notion particularly, but have a spreadsheet that way you can set out, okay, these are the chambers that I want to apply to. Once you've done that, look into what questions that they've done on previous years to get an idea of what what they might, might ask this year and be prepared to answer those questions. And then once you've done that on your spreadsheet, you obviously will get the questions that are available this year and tackle those head on. I think give yourself time to complete the applications because I realized this year they are very long and very tiring to complete each one has to be so tailored that it can never be a slapdash repeat of each you know paragraph so um, give yourself time to really write draft redraft redraft check spelling use grammarly if you want to use grammarly whatever make sure that your work is neat and tidy and yeah I think those are my my main tips to have a structure be organized and give yourself time yeah and because they do take so much time and as you said they really have to be tailored that obviously means you can't do hundreds that you just don't have the time so I guess you have to always also do lots of research to find out the chambers that you want to apply to in the first place otherwise yeah otherwise you won't know kind of which ones so did you do lots of research into working out which ones before kind of pupillage gateway had even opened completely yes I I did a lot a lot of research for about a year and a half I was really researching into the chambers even through not like non-conventional means i.e twitter and instagram and places like that because i think yes it is about your you need to apply to them in a fashion that shows that you understand what they're about and what their work is like but also for yourself you're applying to to get pupillage to work there as a tenant eventually so do you want to work there so I had to ask myself do they show me characteristics and a culture that I want to be part of so I found it that the research part was 
probably more important than anything because that was where I really needed to know this is where I want to work Mm. and I need to make sure that I will be comfortable working at this place so yeah as much as it is so important in terms of tailoring your application it's also important for you to be true in that you are going to be working there and when you get pupillage I say when because we're all here to like we will get it Um, but when we get pupillage that you'll be happy and comfortable working there. Yeah, research is definitely a two-way process, isn't it? It's not just finding out ways that they can impress you. It's seeing whether you would be a good fit for them and, you know, whether you can imagine yourself working there. So, yeah, I think that's great. I wanted to kind of finish up by, you know, asking some kind of general questions about kind of what you've learned about yourself on, on this career journey. And I wondered if, because I know you said you took a year out and I know that you're kind of heavily involved in gymnastics, coaching and all these other things. And I wonder if that has affected and given you lessons that you've learned about yourself on your career journey path. Yes, I think one thing I realized quite recently is that a lot of people that are pursuing the bar have so many other talents and they come to this crossroad where they are drawn by those other talents as well. So say you're also a creative person and like to do painting and artistry and you're so good that you could even sell your paintings. You think, wow, okay, do I sacrifice all of those things, forget about that and pursue the bar wholeheartedly without having any any other hobbies and such. But I think from all the things that I've done so far, I've learned that one, it's just prepared me. As I've said, you know, your experience prepares you for the bar but also is are the things that are going to sustain you throughout your career that should be your hobbies and should be the things that give you character. So that's something I learned recently that all the things that I've done are the things that keep me me and keep me sane and, and keep me still wanting to have that career because it doesn't totally consume everything that I do. I can still have perspective because I do enjoy coaching and I do enjoy um, having a social media account and helping people in that way. So yeah, I think that's the main thing I've learned on yeah. this journey that you don't have to sacrifice everything that you love just because of this one career. It should actually aid you in that career. You're not just Danny the barrister, you're Danny the human being. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think that's so important for everyone to know that. And, and that's one of the reasons why I did want to have a social media, because it is so important just for the profession to know that, yeah, we are very good barristers. And when I become a barrister, we are very good at our job, but it's because we're personable and we're human. So finally, what's next for you, Danny? So I'm in that interim period where I am waiting on a pupillage and in that time I'm just applying for job roles so I'm coming up to doing an internship in-house with as an in-house paralegal and from then hopefully even working at a university in student support so I've been inspired by lawgrace.net in the work (laughs) that they do with lots of other student universities and such so um, we shall see we shall see but um, yeah I'm just in that period of figuring out what's my next step exactly but of course it's just because I'm waiting on that pupillage so yes we've got our fingers crossed for you thank you I really enjoyed my conversation with Danny and especially her advice on the importance of staying true to yourself and continuing to do the things you love outside of the law in order to make yourself a better lawyer and a happier person too. And I'm sure that will have resonated with some of our listeners as well. If you have any questions about becoming a barrister, don't forget that we have a whole host of resources in the barrister section of Law Careers Net. Whether that's practice area profiles of various work areas, 
interviews with barristers, pupillage advice and tips, articles on the bar course and how to finance it, information on alternative routes to the bar and switching from solicitor to barrister. It's all on there on the Barristers Overview and there's so much more there as well. That's it from us. We'll see you next month for the next episode of the Law Careers Net podcast. Thank you for listening.